On today's pod, we have another episode of Rai Match. And this week, we actually have myself as a panelist. And we have my friend Karen as well. So we are both biomedical science students, and we share our undergraduate experience at Ryerson. And we also offer advice to first years and any Ryerson science student. So please lean in and enjoy this conversation with myself and Karen hosted by Stefania. two awesome biomedical science students here today. Do you guys want to just first start off by introducing yourself um, with your name and your program, what you're up to? Uh, Julia, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my name is Julia. I am a third year biomedical science student. Um, A little bit about me is, this is hard, wow. (laughs) I didn't even go that far. I'm trying to get into med school, like most, not most, many biomedical science students. So wish me luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Are you, are you working right now? Yes. So I work as a pharmacy assistant at Shoppers, uh, just part time. So I have that job and uh, I have online tutoring at Tutor Doctor. And I also started volunteering at this um, med scan x-ray and ultrasound clinic. And I think that will become a job soon. Also, fingers crossed for that, too. So maybe be working there as well. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, perfect. And uh, Karen, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Lonzila, but I go by my preferred name, which is actually my middle name, Karen. Um, and I'm a third year biomedical student. Currently, I'm not working, actively looking though. Um, and I'm not doing any research volunteering at the moment, but recently I was able to find a pharmacy slash compounding center that also would be able to volunteer at once restrictions have lifted a bit. So that's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. That's very good. That, so to answer the question in the chat, sorry, I stopped to interrupt you. Um, I did what Karen did. I actually started volunteering at first. So I first volunteered um, in grade 12 at Rexall and it was because I knew someone. So I kind of had that connection. And so I volunteered there for like, oh, I don't remember how long I volunteered there for, maybe like six, nine months. I don't know where I got that number from. Um, And then I, uh, then like like I applied as a job and then I worked at Rexall and then I moved to Shoppers because it was closer to me. So I recommend maybe start to volunteer. Why did you stop working at Rexall? It was far. So it was at Humber River. So the commute was like, like 25 minutes. I had to take the highway. It just wasn't convenient. And uh, I didn't really like that place as much. Like I I like the environment at Shoppers better than Rexall. It's it's much more organized. I recommend working at Shoppers. Um, Just like the system itself. It's like all electronic. It's more advanced. So it's just easier to kind of get used to, but Rexall is also good. So you recommend it as a part-time job? As a pharmacy assistant? uh, Yeah. If you want to get into, especially pharmacy, obviously, and even like medical school, it's good to know the drugs. You see different, it's lots of patient interaction. So I see it, especially working at Humber River at Rexall, I saw lots of like um, different patients coming in at the hospital with different like diseases and and uh, schizophrenic patients. I saw like a bunch of people. So it's good exposure and it's good to know the, med- the 
names of the medicines and prescriptions. Yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, I recommend it. So Karen, that's really good to start to volunteer there. Yeah, I recommend honestly, try calling your local pharmacies and seeing if they accept volunteer positions because that's just what I did. Um, I called up the local pharmacy slash compounding center and they told me that they do offer volunteer positions, so. Yeah, I think volunteering is a great way to kind of just like get your, not get your foot in the door, but just to, you know, essentially get the job, like not get the job, but like be hired as a part-time worker and actually get paid. So like sometimes you do have to work for free, um, which is okay. It's a learning experience. So yeah. yeah, honestly, it's a learning experience. Yeah. It's, it's still worth it. Like you don't have to get paid for everything. <laughs> um, okay, so back to Julia. How has COVID impacted your life personally, your personal life? So at first I was extremely anxious with COVID because I, I was so scared about like research positions because last summer was the summer, uh, so second year summer. That's the summer where I wanted to really build my resume. And so COVID, really um just scared me because now like I couldn't apply to new jobs no one was really hiring um I got lucky because I applied with NSERC last year and so I did get research experience but I know a lot of people didn't so the, I it was like it was scary um and like how has it affected me now I know I wrote the question but yeah. <laughs> just to clarify <laughs> personally like so now COVID like I love to be outside. I love to, I love to be busy. So I, I'm trying, like it affected me because now I have to find ways to keep myself busy and I have to really plan a schedule or else I go crazy. So um, it's, it was hard, like not having a routine because that's how I function is like go to work. So I remember before COVID hit, like I volunteered at the hospital, I worked at the pharmacy and then I went to Kumon and then I like had such a heavy semester. So it was like always like going places. I went to the library to study and like that's, that was helpful for me. And then after like everything shutting down, no work, nothing was like, oh my God, what do I do now? What do I do with myself? Like I need to keep busy. So like now I've learned to make a routine, make a schedule, go outside, go for walks and um, like talk to my friends, try to see them as much as I can. Um, but I'm still working on it. Yeah, no, I think we all are. I feel like in first in, like in first year, I didn't really have a perfect routine. Like I was still trying to learn how I'm supposed to study for exams and stuff. And then in second year, I kind of picked up on it and then it changed. Like, it's just like, oh, we're online now. And it's just like, now I have to change, like do I have to change the way I'm studying for things? That's like, true too. And my day, like, it's just, it was so weird. Um, and, and Karen, how has COVID, how has COVID impacted your personal life? Um, I think with the first two years of university, I was just kind of going with the flow and I was just always on the go, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Um, <laughs> and so I think honestly, COVID-19, it allowed for a lot of self-reflection for me, honestly. Um, now that we're forced to be at home, it kind of forced me to really think, reaffirm why I'm doing what I'm doing and think about my goals for the future. I don't think I would have done that, honestly, if we were in person, I think I still would have just been going with the motions and just kind of honestly scared, I guess. So I think COVID-19 really made me look at myself and ask, why am I doing what I'm doing? What are my goals for the future? And just kind of pick myself up in a way, not let myself just go through day to day. So that's how I think COVID-19 has affected me personally. 
Yeah, I think self-reflection is a huge thing now that we're able to do. Like, some days I feel like I have no time to do, like, something for myself, like, self-reflection. Um, but I thought, like, when this whole online school started, I thought, like, we're def- I'm definitely going to have so much more time because I'm not commuting. I'm not, I don't have to, yeah, I don't basically don't have to commute for three hours a day. Um, but, yeah, I do think that self-reflection is definitely, like, important, especially now. Because, um, like, for the most part, you're by yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's not good to, you know, like, get locked up in your head. But, yeah, I think it's, like, super important. Uh, just to add, like, I, I feel like the days where I feel more down, now I have the time to be like, why am I feeling down? What yeah. wh- what can I do to improve? Before I had literally zero time to reflect because I was just constantly, okay, no, can't think. Got to study. Okay, got to eat quickly because I have an exam tomorrow and I have to take the subway yeah, at 6 a.m. <laughs> and then on the subway, okay, I have to sleep. But now, now I'm like just lying in my bed. I have so I have so much more time. I'm like, why do I feel down today? Hmm, maybe I should go for a nice walk. Like, it, it, that's important yeah. though. You have to reflect. Maybe because like um, I have to study more. Okay, let me like a lot one hour to study today, and then I'll feel better. Like, yeah. it's it's good to reflect. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, what's your opinion on online school? Do you think it's easier or harder than being in person? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. I, um, I'm getting better grades, so that's <laughs> a fact. Um, but <laughs> I miss going in person. Like I, I find now when I'm studying, I remember things that were taught to me by my professors in person. Like that's that's what really sticks to me. So I realized for myself that I I need that lecture. Uh, atmosphere of like them presenting showing PowerPoint slides because that's what really sticks in my brain now I realize teaching myself is not as helpful um like I'm still trying to look at diagrams and everything but I think that's the issue with online schooling like it's not really sticking as well and plus like like you're just teaching yourself to have to look at YouTube videos I feel like I'm wasting more time to to like understand concepts but Overall, I like it because um, I like to go at my own pace as well. Like I like to, like sometimes like, and I'll be in a lecture and I'm like, why did I come to school today? This was so pointless. Like I understand this already. Like I'm not learning anything new. And then some days I'm like, okay, I thank God I went to class. I would have no idea what was going on. So like so, for some things it's good, for some things it's not. Overall, I like it. I'm used to it now. <laughs> I think going back, it might be like a hard transition, but I, I definitely, I miss going to Ryerson and, and like seeing the professors and seeing my friends. I miss that. Especially now, like the past few days, it's been nice out. And I'm like, I just want to like go sit in the quad in Kerr Hall and just like, go, or like sit on this nice special, little like studying. I'm like, I feel bad for the first years who are here who haven't experienced it yet. Like it's, it's honestly like just so nice to walk through Kerr Hall during the, the day. The time's it's coming. It's a funny day. And like walk out of the SLC after you've been studying for like five hours and the sun just hits your face and it's just like, oh my God, it's like I haven't been outside for so long. Um, and one thing I, I definitely don't miss is like when we would have a one hour lecture on like a Wednesday, let's say, and that's the only class we had. And it's like, do I go downtown? Like, do I commute downtown for that one hour lecture? Because it's going to take me longer to get downtown than I will be in lecture for because we don't start lecture until like 11.10, let's say yeah like 50 minutes of lecture for like three hours of commuting it's just like is it worth it um but yeah Karen what's 
I think in regards to the labs, I think it's it's been really hard because it's just hard to interpret data and just interpret the experiment itself and you're not doing it. So I think that's been the toughest aspect of online learning, the labs, doing the labs. As far as the lecture goes, I enjoy the fact that we're we have access to the lecture, so we're able to watch it over and over. Um, I find that my notes are a lot more in depth actually than they probably would be in person, just because I am able to do that. Um, I find that I'm still taking in a lot of the information pretty well, so I'm happy with that. I think overall, being able to do things on your own time to an extent um, and uh, just having access to the lectures as videos and recordings is, has been really good. So I think that's what I'm gonna miss from COVID-19, uh, I mean, the online learning is having access to those recordings. But besides that, I really do wanna get into the lab and like actually <laughs> build up on those skills. So. Yeah. I, I'm just reading the chat right now. Someone said, Rohar says she's nervous about transitioning back. I would be nervous too if I was in first year. Yeah. You learn a lot in your labs in first year. And then second year organic chemistry labs are kind of confusing, especially if you have to do them in the lab. I know the organic chemistry labs that Brian did this year, um, I don't think they were that bad. I don't know. I didn't do all of them. I just like helped him make one of them. No. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't that bad. Like they, I think they're So Roja, do you want to share if you want to turn on your mic? Because I think most of us are, are second or third year students. So we can share our experience with you if you have any questions. Do you want to chat? No? Okay. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, she just was nervous about transitioning to first year. And, and yeah, like, I, I completely get it. Um, yeah. I, I think I made the thing that's probably difficult is making friends because I think first year, because I know Karen, like, I met you the first day. Just I chance, think. literally. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like, we still remain friends. But also at the same time, I actually made some friends this year online that I've never talked to before. So, like, try to make friends online. I don't know if your classes have breakout rooms. A lot of the people like Ravital actually, who was supposed to come on today, I met her through a breakout room and like we're, we remained friends after that, even though I've never met her in person. So try to keep connections online and like get everyone's WhatsApps because that honestly, I don't think you can make it through school without anyone else. Like I think like you need not even friends, but like you need people to talk to and like, oh, like what you could do for this question. Like you need someone to like compare answers to, like it, it's really helpful. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I definitely think that labs are a lot harder now too. Like even with the lab that we just did, when I was first reading it, I was like, what is even going on? I was like, where did I start? But like if we had done it in the lab, I feel like I would have understood it off the bat. Mm -hmm. I know. We would actually see like what we're doing. It was a lot of observation from the plates and like we don't even get to see the plates. So it's, yeah, it's something else. Um, okay, let's move on to the next question. So how did you maintain, like, or how have you been maintaining your social life during COVID? Uh, Karen, if you want to go first. Yeah, um, honestly, I've been really bad <laughs> with that. Keeping up with as far as communication, I feel like I 
mostly nowadays I just talk to you guys and a lot of my classmates from Ryerson, which I'm not mad about because I'm friends with all you guys. So it's been great. But outside of that, um, I think an easy way, if you're like me and you're struggling to just hold a long conversation for some reason, like you're just so into yourself, I try to make connections between what I'm seeing and connected to people in my life. So for example, if I'm on social media and I see a funny video, I'll be like, oh, who do I think would find this funny? And I'll think of one of my friends and then I'll send them that clip. Um, and I think that's a really easy way to just, you know, I know I always feel good. I have a friend in engineering and we don't talk as much because if any engineering students are out there, <laughs> I'm thinking of you guys, I know it's tough, um, but she never fails to just send me clips or send me songs. And it makes me feel really good. So I think that's a really easy way to um, hit up people really quickly if you feel like you don't have the time or you just don't want to have that long conversation. Um, there's also that. So that I feel like that's what I've been doing, making those connections. And then I'll send them out and be, hey, I was thinking of you. Love this. So. I think it's so hard to get caught up in your life sometimes. Like sometimes me and my friends will like go like a month or two without like like we can't really see each other but we'll go like a month or two without seeing each other and then we'll just like message in the group chat and be like guys we haven't like literally talked in so long let's like let's like do a zoom call or something so we can't like yeah. see each other so i think that's also really important even with my family too um we've been doing that and how about you julia how have you um maintained your social social life um yeah so i'm not a big texter so it's kind of hard for me because I, I just like hate being on my phone and I like to put my phone away when I study and everything. So it's kind of hard to maintain connections with people online for me. When COVID was like, it was like fluctuating. Sometimes like we could not see our friends at all. And then sometimes it was like the restrictions lessen. So the moments where the restrictions were like uh, lifted a little bit better, um, I would always like to see my friends rather. Like I, I like to go for like walks or grab food in the car, like a drive-through. So, and that's also something where like, I could have something to look forward to at the end of the week because like, I would have like a stressful week and like, okay, Friday night, I'm gonna see my friends, I'm happy. Like I, I can like, like be stressed now and then have something to look forward to. But the moments where the COVID restrictions were more strict. Yeah, like I, I Zoom calls, it's not really, it's not enough, but you have to do something because like, I don't know, like it's it's not, life isn't fulfilling if you're just by yourself in your room studying all the time. Like it's just, you have to make those connections with people and just like hear about their lives, what they're going through. And um, even if you're busy, always just making some time for your friends. Like I know whenever I'll be super busy, but if my friend is going through something, like I'll just call her or call them, whatever, and, and talk them through whatever they're going through. So yeah, I think just calling for me instead of texting and Zoom calls when like it was more strict. I think it's important to have something that you can look forward to at the end of the week because it will help you get through the week. Like I find that like, I'm like, like on a Monday, I'm like, how is it still Monday? Like, I feel like the weeks go by so slow sometimes. And then sometimes by the time it's Friday, I'm like, holy, this week went by so fast. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really important to just have something at the end of the week that you should, that you can look forward to throughout your week. It will help you, it will, re it will really help you get through your week. Um, do you guys have anything else to add regarding that? Um, like I, I, I don't know, like I find myself 
being more down when I don't talk to anyone. So I think if you're ever feeling down, even just to call a friend and just catch up and like check in on people because like, I don't know. I think we have so much time in a day. Like you can spend like 20 minutes to to call someone, even like your family members, seeing how they're doing, uh, visiting your grandparents outside their house from a distance, checking in on them. I think, I think that's a more fulfilling life just to keep those connections with people and just making time for them. Yeah. Um, So what are your strategies for coping with COVID or any stressful situations you find yourself in? Kind of a big question. (laughs) Karen, do you want it? I think one of my coping methods has been working out. I feel like now that we're home, like we have all this time. I was always a person who worked out at home. So the gyms closing down did not affect me to those gym, to those who worked out at the gym. Kind of sucks, but uh, (laughs) I think because I think with working out, there's just so much you can look forward to. There's so many things you could do. You can worry about dancing. You could do kickboxing. Like there's so many things on YouTube that you can search up. And I feel like that's really exciting to look forward to. so working out and it's also self-care. I know sometimes it's hard. You feel like you're not being productive if you're not literally doing work, but you are being productive when you work out. Like you're taking care of yourself, you're burning those calories. And I feel like if you start your day working out, you're just ready for the day because you started, you're energized, you're ready to go. So I would recommend like even just once a week, try working out in some way. Some way. Yeah, that's kind of making me feel guilty right now. <laughs> I haven't been working I've been so busy I'm just like I don't have time I know to I there's really a lot of like just 10 minute videos even like five minutes like just to get something in like. and like every muscle in my body is so tight right now because I'm always just sitting in the same position every day maybe try yoga yeah I'm going to yoga this just Friday stretch. that's what I'm looking forward to at the end of the day <laughs> I'm going to yoga hot yoga on Friday and I'm really excited um Julia what are your strategies for coping with COVID or any stressful situations Well, first of all, I'm very jealous that you got into the yoga class and I didn't. (laughs) I really wanted to go to that class with you. (laughs) Anyways, uh, some strategies. Um, I, yeah, I like to jog when I'm just every day, like if, when the weather's nice, because I don't know, at home workouts, I hate being inside. So I like to do exercise outside with the sun just like look around, appreciate nature. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like, that's what kind of calms me down. I just like look at the trees when I'm running, just try to like soothe myself. Um, And also I find when I'm stressed or overwhelmed, I feel like, like my thoughts just race and like, I'll I'll think of so many things at once. So now like I'm not really meditating because I don't really know how to meditate, but I just like to like sit down and like breathe and try to like clear my thoughts, not think of anything else, just focus on my breathing and like do that however long that I need to do it to clear my mind. And then I go through whatever I'm doing with like a fresh, clear slate. So that has helped me as well. And just coping for myself, like doing a schedule. I feel like I've said this every single rice I match, but that has honestly really helped me. Um, If I don't get something done, one day and I'll get like upset at myself I'll just do it the next day schedule it in squeeze it in and everything's fine and yeah I think that's that's 
pretty much it. Like I, I'm not, I still get stressed. I still randomly will sometimes for no reason at all. Like I'll feel more down some days or more anxious and I don't know why. So I think trying to find like the reason, like, why am I feeling this way? Try to find the root cause. Okay. Fix it. I think that that's what has helped me too. Like trying to like think like, why am I feeling like this right now? Like I think I've never, I don't think I've ever actually tried that. Like sometimes there'll be no reason to like some days I wake up and like, I'm not in the mood. It's like, okay, just, that's just today. That's just how you feel today. Tomorrow's a new day. So like, even just thinking like trying to find the root cause. Okay. There's no real cause. It's just how I'm feeling today and that's okay. And I move on. So that's helped me. And what's your silver lining been throughout this pandemic? Should I continue? Okay, no, Karen, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly say the silver lining for this pandemic has honestly been this class. Like, I feel like this um, program has kind of given me the courage to take those steps towards my goals because I think unconsciously I was scared the first two years. So hearing panelists speak about their experience and meeting up every week, it was really just motivating. So I would say that this was the silver lining. So thank you to Steph and Julia for running this and everyone else involved like um if your friends weren't able to do this this year make sure you recommend it because i think it can really be life-changing for a lot of people i 100 percent recommend like my assignment like i feel like every program should have something like this because i feel like it's so neat especially now like me i i, say, I feel like me and julie always say this every meeting like we need it, <laughs> yeah we need it like during this time especially um but yeah I loved it last year I'm loving it this year and I'm hoping to be able to do it again next year um just gets better and better every year (laughs) um and Julia what's your silver lining um thank you Karen that honestly makes me so happy that people (laughs) appreciate it (laughs) um my silver lining I think I think Karen you said this too being more introspective and like realizing who I am. I know that sounds so cheesy, but even before this, like I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. And I think this has really given me time to think about it, to research, to talk to other people. And I'm grateful for this time because uh, because of that, because I was very anxious before of like, what do I want to do? Like, I don't know if med school is right for me. I, I didn't know since I was like a little kid that I wanted to med school. Like, I'm not like those people, like, whatever and then I I gave it more thought and now I know so now because of that time off it it allowed me time to think and I think spending more time with my family has been a silver lining because I was constantly on the go never saw them even if I was home I would go in the kitchen get food not speak to them because I was exhausted my dad would be like oh like how how are you doing like good like I I can't talk I have an exam tomorrow (laughs) I know my siblings would leave. Be like, we never see each other, and we're in the same house. That's so honestly, do take advantage of that. Yes, like, and they were the only people that you could see at one point. So I remember, like, we went downtown together on the boardwalk, and I believe, like, it was so long ago, but I I still think of that. And I don't know, it's like the little things that you appreciate more, as well. Like, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for this. It's a horrible situation that happened, but. Yeah. I'm grateful that it happened as well. I'm grateful for the experiences that I gained out of it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like whenever we're in school, like 
few years how many years have you been now one i don't know whatever <laughs> when we were actually in school i was like oh online school would be so cool like yeah and get to like listen to uh lectures in bed i don't even do that because it hurts my back too much <laughs> and now and now i'm like i want to go back like i feel like no matter what situation we're in we just like want something else we always want like i'm, I'm online now but i'd rather be there when i'm there i'd rather be online mm-hmm. it's just like we need to learn how to just appreciate what we have and and that's that like you're so right Steph I know I always think of that like I I always try to appreciate like because I know people that I talk to about like med school they're like appreciate the journey like the journey is the best part so like when I'm studying I'm like let me appreciate what I'm doing right now like I always just try to have like mental check-ins of like (laughs) where are you (laughs) what are you doing okay you're living you're breathing you're healthy you have a nice lunch (laughs) I get very like sentimental like that sometimes but like I think it's important just be like you're yeah. healthy you're, you're living you're able to, to do school yeah. yeah like some people are, are not able to take advantage of the times now yeah. especially yeah. with the family thing a lot of us in the future might have to leave our homes for whatever we want to do like take advantage of this time I'm spending a lot more time with my brother and sister and, and like it's great so just yeah. trying to take advantage of it I know I never yeah. pictured myself spending my Saturdays with my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to think about. That. Now I look but it was like fun. It and I, I look poor. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. So what we'll start with Karen. What are your plans after university? Plans after university is to pursue pharmacy, hopefully get into a pharmacy school. And yeah, that's the big goal, honestly. Um gain some more experience, of course, whether that be volunteering or through work. And yeah, ultimately pharmacy. What's your What's your why for pharmacy? Like, why do you want to go to pharmacy? Like, Honestly? Important question when, to ask yourself. <laughs> Honestly, when we were speaking to the panelists that one week and we had all the medical students and pharmacy students, and she was talking about how we look at pharmacists and it seems as though they're not doing much, but everything's going up <laughs> here. That moment, I was like, honestly, that's what I want to do. I think that's really cool. I thought it was really cool to think about when she said that. Um, and just since good. since high school, it's just always been pharmacy. Like, there's really no explanation. I was just like, oh, kind of interested in pharmacy. And I think I kept that at bay <laughs> uh, going into university because I think I was just scared and I was unsure. But honestly, the, the panelist that one week, she said that. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to go for this. I think pharmacy is like really cool, but I, I'm not interested. But yeah, I think it, I think it's cool. Um, Julia, we so like I know I know people here know you want to go to medical school after university. Do you have anything to like add on to extra plans you might have? Um, I also like to teach, so I know that there is a PhD MD program at U of T. So I'm considering that as well. Um, yeah, because I, I, I heard of this doctor who also teaches at U of T as a professor, like on the side. So that would be my absolute dream job is to teach and to actually practice medicine. So yeah, that's my plan. Um, and what's your work? Well, at first I was considering pharmacy, like Karen. Um, I don't know. I think working at the pharmacy, I just know it like it's, it's not for me that it's it's stressful I know obviously medicine is stressful as well but um I like more of like patient interaction where it's like 
for a longer period of time. So I know, especially at the shoppers that I work at, it's very, like, it's very busy. So like, you have to counsel this patient and then you have to verify this prescription and then um, someone's on the phone with a question. So like, it's, it's more fast paced. And like, I'd rather have like a longer interaction with patients, seeing how they develop over time. Pharmacy has that as well. I don't know. I just know that it's not for me just working there. And I'd rather have more uh, opportunity for growth. And I feel like if I do medicine, I, I can do more things. Like I can, I don't even know what I like yet. If I want to do surgery or like, I'm not sure, but I think there's more room for growth. And I also like to teach. So I, I know I could do both if I'm a doctor yeah. as well. So that that's my why. Yeah. I like, I like teaching more than for that. Cause I love, I love tutoring. Yeah. I know. Like it's, it's so satisfying. <laughs> When they get it it's just like yes it's like good I know I know and when they don't get it it actually ruins my day like I will try so hard and when the little girl I tutor is like I don't understand it's like no please give a test tomorrow I'm like text me like our, our, our session will be over I'm like just text me any questions like let me know how it goes like like I get invested with them the girl I tutor she's like can you help me Wednesday night I have a test Thursday and I was like I can't I was like I'm rising I know. But like just text me I'm like you're gonna do great anyways but just text me you know we feel bad we want to help them <laughs> um and we'll continue with you Julia and then we'll go to Karen what advice can you give to let's say you guys are in third year so let's say to first year students that are listening and I get I guess anyone can take this advice too but what what would you what advice would you give to your first year self? First year self, I would recommend making lots of friends, um, getting out of your high school bubble. I highly recommend that. There's so many people in the world. There's so many places to see. And especially going to Ryerson, you're downtown, go grab lunch with a friend. Once things open up, obviously, go, go get a coffee, go after your class, I know you have an exam tomorrow, go grab a bite to eat. Like I, I didn't do any of that in first year. First year, I literally went to school, went home, studied, just talked to Steph probably, <laughs> that's it. So I recommend putting yourself out there, talking to other people because also you need connections. It's also beneficial to your future. Like you need to know people to get like careers and jobs and to figure out what's going on at Ryerson. So highly recommend that. Also recommend doing any extracurriculars, like literally anything, any club, join it, any sport that you're interested in, join it. Cause first year is when you have, I think the most time. So get involved in your school and get involved early because then it just gets harder after that. So I recommend that. As, as you were saying that, I was just thinking like, I don't remember the times in first year where I was sitting in the SLC studying. Like I remember the times in first year where I went to go get lunch with my friends, where I went to the eat. Exactly. Um, probably shouldn't have been doing that, but I remember it and I like, and it was fun. I know. That's how you make memories is, yeah. is not studying. I, you have to study, please study, please devote time to, <laughs> to doing your work and projects and everything because I know it's a lot I know it's overwhelming and I know people probably also have part-time jobs that you also have to devote time to but please make a little bit of time to make some memories in first year because I know you think like oh I have four more years but it goes by super fast yeah it does I forgot I was going to say something I forgot whatever 
Um, and Karen, what, what advice would you give to your first year self? Um, I think I tell myself to become, to become my own biggest competition. And I recommend that for all the first years, even second years, any year. Try to become your own biggest competition. I think it's easy in our program to constantly compare yourself to others and you're focused more on others than you are yourself. And so I think you ultimately need to become your, your biggest competitor because that way you're just striving to be better. You're trying to beat yourself. I feel like you'll have more of a positive experience because there's a lot of negative feelings that can harbor with comparing yourself to others. Of course, healthy competition is good, but ultimately I think you need to see yourself um, as the biggest competition. And that way you're also able to accept other people's success is not as your own failure or your own faults. Um, and yeah, I think that way you'll be able to also deal with losses, I guess, much easier because you just look at them and be like, hey, okay, I'm just gonna beat myself next time. So I think that's a good mentality to go into school with. And I think it'll make it a lot more positive and enjoyable experience once you become your own biggest competitor. Yeah. For sure. Someone in the chat said, even at home, I feel like I have to study all the time. I feel like that too. But I think what I've been trying to work on is trying to get more done in less time. Because I get distracted really easily, especially when I'm home. And I feel like sometimes I, I just work slow. But it's just like, just try and get more done in less time. And then you will have more time to do what you want to do. To relax, to watch Netflix. And like, you don't have to, you don't have to just stop doing your work and then go for a walk or do a workout or like you can just chill out watch a show on netflix relax like unwind recharge and i think i think that's really important yeah i agree and i just want to add to what karen said um what i found out that a lot of people tend to boast themselves i don't know if that's a proper word but i remember in first year people would tell me like oh i did this and i volunteered at this hospital and I cured cancer and then I did this and whatever and people exaggerate so that's what you have to realize too so you'll be comparing yourself and you're thinking like how on earth did this person do all of that and still be like fine a lot of people get into positions with connections so don't be so hard on yourself of like how did I not get this research position with sick kids or whatever like a lot of people get it through connections and and through other things and like some people just also not lie but they'll just exaggerate like oh I'm doing so well my grades are amazing and don't always believe what you hear it's yeah. I don't know it's good to compare it's good to hear what other people do but don't get so down on yourself hearing other people because it, it could just simply not be true yeah. and you, you can't worry about other people just worry about yourself that's the number one thing like Karen said if someone makes you feel less than you are, get away from them. Just just distance yourself from those people because they're not good for you. Um, someone in the chat said, any tips on how to do more in less time? Like, I would say no distractions. I think have, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Steph. I think like at four o'clock, I have to go out, I have to go for a walk. Like when I have something at, at a certain time or like I have a meeting at four, okay, I have to finish this by four. So that's how I get stuff done. And if I don't, then you just gotta, like you gotta do it after or something. Like you have to put that time somewhere else. But I, I think that's, that's how I work. I'd say, yeah, I'd say planning ahead really, you realize how much faster you get things done when you actually know what you're doing 
because I know a lot of the times I'll start working, I'm like, okay, what should I start with? What am I doing? And you waste more time just thinking about, okay, should I do this first? Should I do that first? So like planning ahead really will probably cut off a big chunk of time. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I recommend that. I would also recommend, like, this is just from personal experience, listen during your labs, because I feel like the labs are the, is what takes up a lot of time. And when I'm not listening, then I have to just figure it out myself. And then that takes up more time. Just listen to your TA explain it because they do a good job. Um, and that will probably cut out a lot of time. And also, if you work better during uh, in the morning, do your hardest stuff in the morning. You'll get it done. And then do like notes at night or something easier at night. Like, I think that will help um, get more done in less time. Um, I've also been utilizing voice typing. So sometimes instead of typing up my notes, I use the voice typing. That could go much faster too. <laughs> um, when you're listening to a lecture? Yeah, like for example, my philosophy class, he does a lot of examples. So you're basically just writing down the example. So instead of typing it, um, I find it's a lot faster to just voice type. Yeah. So small things like that, like examples, obviously not everything because you might not grasp it that way just doing voice typing because you're just unconsciously saying the words on the screen. But for small things like that, like examples you need to write down or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think sometimes it's hard to take notes while you're listening and actually absorb it. Yeah. So I think sometimes I think that would be really good just to like watch them. And yeah, especially because since it's a lecture, you can pause and then just voice type. Yeah. So. Um, so that's all the questions now. I'm going to switch to a few rapid fire questions and then um, we can just open the, we're not going to do breakout rooms today, but we'll open the floor for anyone in the um, gallery who has 